Welcome to the Tao of Christ. This is Marshall Davis. Tao of Christ is a podcast that explores the mystical side of Christianity, which I call unitive awareness. It's also called the unitive life, non-duality, union with God, and communion with God. I've not recorded an episode for several weeks now, but something happened last month that prompted me to reflect on the Christian understanding, or rather misunderstanding, of salvation. Every October on Columbus Day weekend, our small town in New Hampshire has an old-fashioned country fair. It concentrates on farm, animal, husbandry, and agriculture with 4-H exhibits, oxen team pulling and baking contests, It has arts and crafts exhibits and even has a skillet-tossing contest. It also, of course, imports a typical carnival midway with rides, games, and food booths. Our tiny village of 1,000 citizens hosts over 35,000 visitors for the three-day event. For the last 10 years or so, there has been a religious booth operated by a Christian fundamentalist group seeking to save as many of those souls as possible in a three-day period. They have a banner over their booth with the words, Are you a good person? Take the test. Which is supposed to lure people into the tent to receive a canned spiel by the people in the tent. Now, I had spoken to them at length in previous years, so I felt no need to waste my time trying to reason with them this year. I just walked past like all the other infidels, but this year my wife took one of their religious tracts being offered by a young girl who was handing them out. On it was printed the symbols of about a dozen major religions of the world and an accompanying explanation that all those who follow these religions are destined for hell. According to them, everyone is lost except those who adhere to their particular brand of Christianity. Having spoken with them in the past, I knew what, how they went about this witnessing. I know that they employ the witnessing approach made popular by The Way of the Master, an evangelistic ministry founded by American actor Kirk Cameron, who starred in the ABC sitcom Growing Pains, and also the Left Behind films and evangelist Ray Comfort. It is a method of verbal and psychological manipulation that leads unsuspecting persons into a feeling of helpless guilt from which the evangelists are willing to rescue them for a price, which is praying a pre-printed prayer which gives their soul over to Jesus Christ for safekeeping. Now, these evangelists mean well. And they appear to be nice people, although I can't help but feel sorry for the children who are helping hand out literature in the tent. I'm wondering how much therapy they're going to need later in life in order to be freed from the indoctrination that they are receiving at the hands of this church. But the adults there are sincere. They're not con artists. They truly believe they are doing God's work and that they are saving souls. They believe wholeheartedly in the religious product that they are selling and that they are doing God's will as revealed in God's word. What they do not realize 
is that their fundamentalist interpretation is very recent, barely a hundred years old, and is not historic Christianity. Furthermore, they do not realize that the idea of a soul is not biblical. The soul, as traditionally understood by most Christians, has its roots in Greek philosophy, not Hebraic scripture. The same is true of any concept of a person as an individual spiritual entity that survives the physical death of the body. There is no such thing as a saved person. They might as well be selling cotton candy, for it has just about as much substance. I will say it again. There is no such thing as a saved person. Now, this statement will come as a shock to my evangelistically inclined friends, which is most of American evangelicalism. Conservative Christians believe the main purpose of the church is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, which saves people from sin, death, and hell, and brings them safely to heaven. The truth is, no people are saved. There is no such thing as a saved person. Salvation at least the type of salvation taught by Jesus, is not the unending existence of individual souls. We are not separate little beings that are lost in sin and need to be saved from damnation to spend the rest of eternity as immortal little entities in some type of celestial kingdom. Salvation is about seeing through the illusion of the concept of separate persons. The word person comes from the Latin word persona, which means literally to sound through. It referred to the mask worn by Roman and before them Greek actors on stage. Actors sounded through. They spoke through the mask, the persona. One actor would use several different personae, masks, during the course of a performance. The roles were not in reality separate persons. There was but one behind the many masks. The same is true of our lives. Our personas are not real. They are masks that are elaborate fabrications that, have we, that we have created over the years and then mistake for who we really are. We get so caught up in the performance, in the seeming reality of our individual lives, that we believe our roles to be who we really are. This is not all our fault. Our societies, especially the highly individualistic societies of the West, have encouraged us in creating these self-deceptions. But when we look at our self-fabricated identities closely, then the masks slip. We see that they are not permanent at all, but fluid and ever-changing. These masks change drastically over the years, and yet we still convince ourselves into thinking that they are the permanent us. I look in the mirror and I hardly recognize this old guy who is nearing 70. I do not look very much like I did when I was a child, as I could tell from the photographs that I have handed down from my parents. I don't look like the teenager I was or even the young man I was in my 20s 
and in my 30s, when I was in college in the seminary and starting out in ministry. The physical image has changed. Physically, every cell inside my body has been replaced many times over my 69 years of life, about 10 times. We get a complete physical makeover about every seven years, although entropy and genetics guarantee that each one looks and feels older than the previous one. The inner personas have changed as well. My thoughts and emotions and beliefs have changed over the years. What we are psychologically changes because our psychological makeup is a product of our brains, which is a physical organ of the body. They change as our bodies change, as our environment and circumstances change, and yet we continue to mistake these changing masks for our essential selves. It should be obvious that they are not us. They are not our true nature, and they will not survive the death of our bodies. We are not ourselves, except insofar as these are temporary manifestations of our permanent and eternal nature. Our true nature is what lies behind the masks. Yet like the professor in The Wizard of Oz, our world yells to us, Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Pay no attention to the one behind the mask. There's only one reality behind all the masks, behind all that exists. There is one divine nature that animates and speaks through the whole universe, including through these separate roles that we experience as our individual selves. There is one God, many persons. That's what the Bible means by saying that we are made in the image of God. I think this is also the inspiration for what eventually became the Christian doctrine of the Trinity, although the theologians who finally hammered out the doctrine did not take it far enough. A person, also known as our self, is nothing more than a mask of God, a temporary vessel that the eternal life of the universe uses to manifest itself in time and space. Jesus used the word hypocrite repeatedly to describe religious people who mistook themselves for their roles and separated themselves from God and others and became prideful in their own righteousness. The Greek word he used in the gospel means actor. The truth is we have no righteousness apart from God's righteousness. We have no identity apart from God. We have no life apart from God. We have no existence apart from God. Now back to the idea of the soul. The biblical concept of the soul in both the Jewish and Christian scriptures refers to the living embodiment of the breath of God in a physical form. Genesis describes the moment. It says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. In the Bible, we do not have a soul. We are a soul. Only later did the soul come to be separated from the holistic expression and be conceived of as an individual, immortal entity inhabiting a mortal body. We are the breath of life, 
animating, the Latin word for soul is anima, animating these bodily vessels of clay. Salvation is realizing this and experiencing this. Salvation is not rescuing an immortal soul from its mortal shell and saving it from eternal damnation in order to dwell as a separate entity forever in some distant heavenly paradise. Salvation is rescuing us from ourselves, which for many people can be a living hell on earth. So much of human suffering can be avoided simply by realizing this. This involves disillusioning us from a false understanding of the self. We are not who we think we are. We are not a self at all. We are not ourselves. We are not our personas. We are what is behind it all. Behind the masks and the names and the roles we play and even our bodies, we are the breath of life. When we die to self, then we experience what is left when there is no longer any I in the way. We experience that ultimate reality that is behind the mask. As a Christian, I describe that as being in Christ, which was Paul's term for being a Christian, or as being one with Christ in union with God, as the Apostle Paul described it as death and resurrection. He wrote, For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. He says of his own experience of this, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Ephesians says of this resurrection experience, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. It's not something that happened when we go through a religious conversion or a religious ceremony or even something that happened 2,000 years ago with the resurrection of, of Jesus. It is an eternal truth. For Ephesians says again, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. This reality is something that was true before the creation of the world, before the Big Bang, before there was time and space. In other words, eternity. This is eternal truth. This is our eternal nature. Before there was such a thing as human nature, or even a material universe. Salvation is identification with this reality, with who and what we really are. In our Christian tradition, we say we are one with Christ, who is one with God. That is what Jesus prayed for us to realize in his high priestly prayer. Found in the Gospel of John, he prayed these words. He said, I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Salvation is this unity with God, having no separation from God. Salvation is knowing this spiritual reality now while we still have this treasure in earthen vessels, as Paul puts it. 
not when we die and go to heaven. The persona, the self, is left behind when we become aware of this reality that Jesus calls the kingdom of God. The only way to enter the kingdom of God is through the eye of a needle, according to Jesus. That means we can take nothing with us. That includes our masks, ourselves, our body, our soul. Jesus never tired of saying, whoever seeks to save his soul must lose it, and whoever loses his soul will find it. That verse is alternately translated with the word life in place of soul. The Greek word suke can mean either. Whoever seeks to save his life must lose it. Whoever loses his life will find it. Salvation is release from the illusion of separate lives to live our true eternal life in unity with God. It is the loss of self and all our personas in order to live eternally in God. There is no such thing as a saved individual person. How could there be? But there is salvation. That is the good news of Jesus Christ. Just don't buy the fast food version of it. Hawk at your local fair. That is the Tao of Christ for today. You can access all my episodes of my podcast at thedowofchrist.com. You can find my blog with links to my books at marshalldavis.us. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ.